In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. Today is the day that Jesus instituted the Holy Eucharist. It is the feast day of the priest. If you see a priest today, say a blessed feast day, because it happened at the Last Supper. And he tells the apostles to do this in memory of me. And the apostles had the priests do it also. This is all from the early church as well as from the gospel. If people really want to know about the Eucharist, read the early church fathers, the ones that were taught by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read them, and you'll see that the early church was not Protestant. It was Catholic. So many people have joined the Catholic Church because they read the early church fathers. But I'm going to tell you, we need to proclaim the gospel like the evangelicals. We need to proclaim it because people need to hear it. The Eucharist is wonderful, but the Word of God is also wonderful. People need to hear the Word of God. I'm reading from Matthew's uh, Passion, starting with the anointing. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came in to him with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at table. But when the disciples saw it, they were angry and said, Why this waste? For this ointment could have been sold for a large sum of money, and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has performed a good service for me. For you always have the poor with you but you will not always have me. By pouring this ointment on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly, truly, I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. I tell you, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. She was in love with Jesus. She probably was healed by Jesus, and she wanted to do something, and she had the means, and it was very expensive. I'm telling you, it was, it was love being poured out on Jesus. That's what we need to do on these days, pour out our love upon Jesus, because he is the one who suffered for us so that we would go to heaven. Oh, yes. He shed his blood for us so that we would go to heaven. Oh, yes. And all that we would be healed. Last night, the wonderful healings at the glory meeting. Oh, yes. 
we saw this lady who could barely walk up to the front, and at the end she walked perfectly to her seat. God is in the move. You should keep Wednesday evenings open so that you could come and be with us and see what God is doing. Anthony Temple's woman. Yeah, this lady, she was an older lady, and she said she had, I think, maybe fused nerves in her back, something very serious going on. And when she was walking up, the Lord actually told me that God's going to do something powerful. And she came very, she was limping up, you know, you, you could, you could just see her limping. And as we laid hands on her and 150 people stretched their hands out and prayed for her, she was just healed. You know, we, we talked yesterday, miracles, the healing happens in one instant. Healings also have happen continuously over time. But yesterday, I'll claim it as a miracle. She came up limping, and after we prayed, she could bend over fully, and she walked back to her seat with no pain, with no pain, with no pain. You know, last night also, the Lord told us we were singing Hosanna, and I could just see the light of God just pouring forth. It was a revelatory light where God was opening up people's spiritual senses, their eyes to see in the spirit, to receive more dreams and visions, to eat their ears, to better hear the voice of God, the voice of their creator. So right now, Father, whatever was given at the glory meeting right now, your outside space and time, and I pray you just release it. Pray that you just release it onto every listener and open up this revelatory realm of dreams, of visions as the light of God comes pouring forth. So it was just an amazing, amazing night, you know. Father Tom after said, last night was different. And it is. Every week is different. But I think there's just progression in these meetings as they're becoming more and more powerful. And God is taking us deeper and deeper into the recesses of his loves into the realms of his revelation. You know, he's honoring this week because it's Holy Week. You know, and I just can't wait to see what he continues to do. Can't wait to see what he continues to do. And today, we honor the priests, as Father Tom says, because the priesthood was the only job, the only profession ever created that was not created from by man. Every other job, every other profession was created by man, but the priesthood was given to us straight from God. Straight from God, straight from God, and all of us are unworthy, unworthy to make the Lord present by saying, this is my body. Not this is like my body, this is my body. I once went to a service of communion that was not Catholic, and it was, by the way, we have bread and wine up here, or bread and grape juice, and you come if you want. There was a whole lack of reverence. I know it's not the body of Christ, but there was a whole lack of reverence. 
and I, I felt sad about it. I couldn't receive because I'm Catholic, but I felt sad about it. Let me continue. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They said to him, Thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment, Judas began to look for an opportunity to betray him. I tell you how sad. He had been with Jesus for about three years, and now he's going to betray the Master. How sad! How sad! Let me continue. Verse 26 of chapter Matthew 26. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Then they all sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Priests. Without the priest, there is no sacrament of Jesus. And it's really the priest working in the community. The priest working in the community. No priest, no Eucharist. I know of a place that was uh, denied a priest for years and years and years. But you know what? They would break the Word of God. And when the priest finally came, he found that they were converted because they believed the Word of God. I have a woman who called me from the western part of the state, and her daughter is sick, and she said, I believe that Jesus wants to heal her. Would you continue to pray with me every day? No, not every day, but when I can. I said, of course, we're going to pray for Rita. I want to pray for Rita right now, that the power of God will come upon her, that her sicknesses would be lessened in the name of Jesus by the power of the cross, by the power of the blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter said to Jesus, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. Oh, it's so easy to speak, isn't it? So easy to speak. Jesus said to him, Truly, I tell you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all he so he said to all his disciples. You know, Peter was just a, really, a weak man. Do you know him? Never saw him. Are you sure you talk like him? I don't know the man. 
vehemently he said these things three times. But you know, in John's Gospel, three times Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Three times. Three times. What about you? Do you love him today? For what he did for you on the cross? What he did for you on the cross? I'm going to read. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he got up from the table, took off his outer robe, tied a towel around himself, then he poured then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, and not only his feet, unless I wash you in the blood, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, through not, though not all of you, for he knew who was betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. I tell you, poor Judas, poor Judas. I do not think that Judas thought that Jesus was going to be crucified. I think that Judas thought that he would probably be flogged and let go. But when they laid the cross on him, Judas freaked out, literally, killed himself. You know, Jesus would have forgiven him. Jesus would have forgiven him if he had asked for forgiveness. But he did not ask for forgiveness. Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, of the apostles. What does that mean? He came to serve, not to be served. Tonight we will be at St. Joseph's Church in Quincy on Washington Street. The Mass is at 7.30. There will be the proclamation of the gospel, the very one I read to you just now about the washing of the feet. There will be the transfer of the Eucharist from the altar to a side altar to commemorate that Jesus would suffer and die. Oh yes, this is always my best night. I remember when I was in college, I had a girl sitting next to me her name was last name was Esposito the talk the talk, the uh, instructor never said it right ex esposito i said no it's esposito anyway she was not catholic and she says it's morning morning uh 
to Thursday. I said, yes, we have a beautiful celebration on Holy Thursday. She said, well, we bake bread. I said, well, that's wonderful. We bake bread. I said, we celebrate the Eucharist. And not only the Eucharist do we celebrate, we celebrate the washing of the feet. And we wash the feet of the people that are there. And I remember just months and months and months ago, a man from the western part of the state came to me and said, the Lord told me to come to visit you and wash your feet. Uh, I, I felt, okay, if that's what the Lord told you, you can wash my feet. And he did. He washed my feet. And I said, this man is a humble man. At first, I kind of said, my Lord, not my feet, like Peter. But I said, okay, you can do it, because the Lord called you to do it. Yeah, and just as that man washed Father Tom's feet, the priests wash people's feet tonight, because Jesus carries out his ministry today through you and through all of us, but especially through the priesthood. You know, the Word of God brings us all the conversion. And you see powerful, I see powerful, powerful things, healings, miracles just done by the Word of God in the name of Jesus. But I also do know that there's a fullness. There's a fullness in the Catholic Church, you know. Sometimes people tell me the Catholic Church was created by man. I just laugh and say, you're right. When Jesus founded the Catholic Church, he was fully man. But it's the Church of Jesus Christ. And the sacraments were given to us by the Lord. And we can do miracles in the name of Jesus. But there's something about the, the internal life that just I could never imagine living without the Eucharist. I couldn't imagine living out without confession because God knows the human nature. He knows that pride is the worst sin and the hardest thing for us to get over. So he instituted sacraments to give us humility, to confess our sins to another sinner. This purpose with every single sacrament the Lord has given us. He's given us the authority of the church. You know, the Bible wasn't written or wasn't widely distributed for hundreds of years after Jesus. They had the early church. You know, they had the direct knowledge from the apostles. And God didn't make it so we all just read the Bible and have our own interpretations and argue, it, argue over us. He gave us a home. He gave us authority. He gave us one accord. But in saying this, you know, through believing in Jesus, we have salvation. Through believing in Jesus, we enter into his kingdom. Through the name of Jesus, miracle and healings are done. But there is a fullness, and there's more, and there's more, and there's more through his church that he founded. You know, Jesus Christ, his church is the Catholic Church. And go to adoration and experience the power of the Eucharist. Because the power of the Eucharist, Jesus incarnate in that sacrament, there is nothing on this earth like it. 
and I've experienced all the wonders of Jesus in services, miracles. I've experienced everything. But living that sacramental life is the biggest gift I've ever received. You know, there's a there's mystics in the church who came and Jesus came and they personally visited Jesus every day. They would come and they would visit him. But at the end, they would say, if I could have every mystical experience, every healing, every visit Jesus came and talked to me directly with, or I could eat the Eucharist one more time, it's no contest. I would receive the Eucharist because in eating that, I'm eating the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. You know, the devil, oftentimes he knows that he can't take Jesus out of the world. But what does he try to do? He tries to, because once we receive Jesus, we receive the Father's inheritance. And in the Father's inheritance, the devil tries to take parts of that away. The sacraments, the rosary, the Eucharist, the, he wants to take Jesus off the cross. Let's continue. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. This is the April Fool. This is where April Fool comes from. Jesus was the April Fool. I do not play with April Fool. Jesus was the April Fool. They put a reed in his right hand, and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put on his own clothes. Then they led him away to be crucified. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon, they compelled this man to carry his cross. Why? Because Jesus was weak after the flogging. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head they put a charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his left and one on his right. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three o'clock in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, the man is calling for Elijah. At once they ran and got a sponge filled with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see if Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried against, again with a loud voice and breathed his last. That's the story of love. He breathed his last. It is finished. 
the finished work of Christ on the cross. It is finished. This is real. He did it for you. He did it for me. He did it for us. He knew that we're all headed for hell. And he stood in the breach to die for us. When I am lifted up, I will draw all people unto myself. Each one of us have been drawn into the heart of Jesus on the cross. The only day that's called good is Good Friday. There's no other good day, Good Friday. And it's good for us, I tell you. It's good for us. I have just a couple more things to say. Wednesdays, keep them open. Come Wednesdays at St. John the Baptist in Quincy at uh, School Street. Come and take part at 7 o'clock in the, the glory meetings. This is wonderful. God started this. It wasn't me. I wouldn't even think about it. As a matter of fact, when they said, when do you want to start? I said, let me push it way back. The Wednesday after Ash Wednesday. I, so I really didn't want to do it. But Father Matt said, okay, the Wednesday after Ash Wednesday. And people have been saved and healed. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.